Hello, and welcome to Hedge Clippings, a podcast about... Eh. I am Travis Hedges-Williams, and today I want to talk to you about His Dark Materials, the first season of which is now on HBO. I will keep this review fairly spoiler-free, so fear not if that's something that normally scares you. So His Dark Materials, uh, it's a series done by HBO, uh, that's where you can watch it, and on the, it's also done by the BBC. It is eight episodes. Uh, it is based on a trilogy of novels by Philip Pullman, the plot of which, uh, well, basically you've got multiple worlds, sort of multiple dimensions. Uh, the principal world where the action is set, uh, the people there don't know that this is a thing, that there are other worlds. Uh, and their world is largely controlled by a very oppressive organization known as the Magisterium. It's sort of religious, sort of political. Uh, and the Magisterium has all kinds of foul plans afoot to maintain their control. They do know the secret that there are multiple worlds, so they are not going to share that if they don't have to. So enters our plucky heroine, Lyra Balakwa. She sets off on an adventure where she starts to uncover the secrets that the Magisterium has been trying to keep, uncovers all of their dastardly deeds and plots, the secrets of the universe and secrets that have been kept from her. She's got some mommy and daddy issues. She does not discriminate. Uh, we are talking high fantasy here. There are plenty of talking animals. Uh, you may recognize this uh, as a plot from the movie The Golden Compass, which came out in 2007. They were hoping, of course, that the movie would be a big hit and there would be uh, two more. There would be one for each book, which is uh, The Subtle Knife and The Amber Spyglass. Uh, but the movie that came out in 2007 was not a hit. People did not particularly respond well to it. Um, it was actually also met with some protests. Um, Philip Pullman is uh, known for being something of an atheist, uh, so this has almost been described as the Atheist Chronicles of Narnia. So there were several religious groups that very much objected to the first movie. But I actually thought the first movie did a pretty good job of telling the story of the first book in a short amount of time. I thought it made the world very exciting. I thought Nicole Kidman was great um, as Mrs. Coulter in the film. I thought it was a beautifully done film. It was visually gorgeous. I thought it was overall pretty interesting and exciting. Um, yes, I have read the books. It's been a hot minute since that happened, but I have read them. Um, so let's talk about the HBO show. I do have to say that the casting is is pretty spot on. I was a little skeptical at first, but overall I think they did a good job. Um, it's definitely a di diverse cast, uh, which is great. Uh, James McAvoy is decidedly unlikable as an unlikable character. <laughs> I think this show's actually made me realize I don't know that I like James McAvoy. I kind of do, but also I kind of don't. So uh, that fits well for his character in this. Uh, we only see him a little bit. Um, the show is led by Daphne Keene, a child actress you may recognize from the uh, X-Men movie Logan. So she was um, X-23. She was the little girl in that. And I think she she does a pretty good job here. She was difficult for me to warm up to early on, but as the character gets more to do and as she sort of settles into the role, I think it was better. Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda shows up. Uh, he is not my favorite actor. Um, and he, of course, the role that he plays was done by Sam Elliott in the movie. 
Um, so those are two very different types. Um, and of course, Lin-Manuel has to start singing because he's Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um, all of that being said, he did not annoy me as much as he usually does, which is usually quite considerable. So that's something to be said. Um, Ruth Wilson plays Mrs. Coulter in the HBO version. She she grew on me. I was not really convinced. Again, I thought Nicole Kidman did such a wonderful job in the 2007 film. So here I was very skeptical to see anybody else take it on. Um, but Ruth Wilson did a very nice job. I thought she was very... Uh, creepy as we learn more and more about Mrs. Coulter and her self-loathing. I thought she really excelled in those scenes. Um, so it's worth watching. I didn't particularly care for uh, the actress they had playing Serafina, the witch. Um, I actually think that came down to more the interpretation of the character than the actress herself, whose name escapes me. But... Um, so all that being said, how did the show turn out? Uh, like a lot of these shows that uh, are on nowadays, um, it starts out pretty slow. Um, I'm not sure how captivating this world is if you're not familiar with it, if you haven't read the books or not a fan of the movie, the original film. Um, it's a slow start. Uh, in fact, the first couple of episodes kind of fell flat for me. I, I watched them out of curiosity, and then it was a while before I, I got back to the show. It does pick up steam as it goes. The second half flows really well. Um, which is, again, typical for these kind of eight to ten episode seasons of these kind of shows. Um, things do get a little clunky at the end. Um, they adopt the no adapt the novel pretty faithfully, but I do think the, the, the momentum of the season really kind of winds down before the final episode. They also spend a lot of time in the first season setting up a side plot that is going to be important in season two. They, they introduce some stuff... Um, a character that we don't meet until book two. They've, they've gone out of their way to introduce them in this season. And I think that whole side plot, again, being familiar with the books, I knew what they were doing and I thought they spent a lot of time on it, which they didn't need to do. I didn't, in fact, I didn't think they needed to add that to the season at all. Not really. Uh, I think they could have done more interesting things with it, just debuting it next season. Um, if you're not familiar with where that's going, that's probably boring as all get out. Um, but I don't know. You'll have to tell me. Um, but they're setting up um, Subtle Knife, which uh, should be interesting. Uh, they have been greenlit for season two, so we'll see how that goes. As far as the visuals go, the effects are quite great. I mean, you wouldn't expect any less uh, in this day and age, especially from HBO. Um, the effects on the demons that sort of the spirit animals that follow everybody around, uh, they look great. The world is pretty nicely realized. Um, very strong in the final episode. I really thought the last episode of the season really showed off the visual splendor. It just looked magical and exciting to me. Of course, they're sort of in the north and it's cold and all alone. And so that's something that I always enjoy. So I was most impressed there. Um, the opening title sequence is also noteworthy. It's very much done in the style of Westworld or kind of Game of Thrones, sort of these, you know, just a nice score and just really pretty visuals. Um, so that is recommended. And of course, if you know what you're looking at, you can see references to the Golden Compass, the Subtle Knife, and the Amber Spyglass. So I do think it's great that we live in a world and a time where this show exists. Uh, I will be watching season two. Uh, I, I think they did a, n a good enough job that I am curious to see what they do with season two. Uh, I will be really curious to see if they round things out and actually go for the third season and finish the story. Uh, since they've started, it would be great if they did, especially since they're going to do a season two. 
Um, from what I remember of book three, it gets hella weird. So I will be very curious to see what they do with it as far as adapting it goes, because uh, I just remember some really off-the-wall stuff that's going to be really hard to adapt. Um, so I'll be curious to see what choices they make there. Do I recommend this? Uh, well, I, you know, it's hard to say. I enjoyed it, but again, I was familiar with the source material and had enjoyed the source material, so I, I sort of knew when it got slow what was happening and just ex enjoyed seeing these characters and see the world sort of unfold. If you're going in not knowing any of that, um, I don't know if it will if it's exciting and fast-paced enough to sort of rope you in. Of course, that's always the challenge with something like this is you've when you've got this whole world built, you've got to get people interested very quickly. Um, I do think watching the show is quicker than reading the books. However, I do think I enjoyed the books more than the show, um, which is, you know, in and of itself, not surprising. Um, so yeah, I would recommend if you're curious about it, put it on your list, maybe not top of the list, but it is something worth checking out. Um, and let me know what you think of it, because... I think it's it's about time it got a really solid adaptation, and I do hope they uh, see it through to the end. Do you want to help out this show? Then please subscribe and leave us a review. That helps us beat the weird algorithms these sites use and keeps us on the top of the pile. And of course, share this podcast with your friends. We'd really appreciate it. That's a wrap for this episode. I appreciate you being here to listen to these dark materials of podcast episodes. Be sure to come back for more. Hedge Clippings is brought to you by Hedges Pictures, the makers of movies, books, and more. Check them out at hedgespictures.com and be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening. <laughs>